as Bitcoin once again is close to testing $12,000, or maybe already has by the time this episode is released, one of the Winklevi is suggesting that the next bull run will be much different. That's good, because the United States has printed more money in the last month than in the last two centuries. And remember that Twitter hack that took place a month ago? Well, a 17-year-old has been arrested in conjunction with this hack, and a major collectible launch is getting ready to take place in just a couple days, and the founders refuse to take dirty fiat for the product, crypto only. Who could that be? Questions, answers, and news. It's better than a sharp stick in the eye, but not as nice as two scoops of chocolate mint ice cream. Welcome to our bad news, episode number 433 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Hello, my little deepshins. Welcome to Bad Crypto. We are here all the way from Germany. I am uh, here, Joel, Tom. I'm Al Savis. We are here to talk about the Bitcoins and the other coins that are not as Bitcoiny and other things around the news. It is all the news, and our friends at Cointelegraph.com, our media partner, have provided much of it, and we've got some from some other locations as well, and we're glad that you guys are here. I'm especially glad you're here. Travis is probably just moderately glad. I am somewhat glad you're here, but I cannot see you. You can only hear us, so it's okay. We're heard in uh, like 190 countries around the world, and uh, we duck, duck, go the things, so you don't have to. You don't got time to do the duck duck going we got we don't have jobs we have all the time in the world no one has as much time as we have because we are finished with the blockchain heroes things for the most part almost we have extra times now we've actually been super busy i mean i know we've been working around the clock you and i both but it doesn't feel like work it's so fun dude i went to bed the other day at like five in the morning you do them every night you've been like you've been night owling and pushing through uh so many days well this i mean a lot of this because it's like all right we got some stuff going on and then <clears throat> we got to do a knock out a bunch of images we got to knock out a bunch of stuff fix a bunch of things redo some things i mean we've 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 created over a thousand different images when it's all said and done fronts and backs and the redos and the so yeah it's it's been sometimes it's meticulous too in all the backs creating all the backs individually and stuff but it, it's been fun it's been but it's like luckily i don't mind staying up late I, I, you know, it's like, I normally like to get up a little bit more early, but it's like, I've been staying up late and then getting up and chugging. We have created monster. Yeah. Nah. We'll have more news about that because we actually dropped a bomb on the community last night. And uh, we'll not we'll literally, we did not literally drop a bomb because dropping bombs are illegal and we will be arrested. Mr. Jokam. So we figuratively drop bomb. We'd like to drop $50 in Bitcoin on you. We have for many of you. And if you're a U.S. citizen, all you got to do is go to badco.in forward slash eToro. Sign up for a new account. Fund that account with $50 in your dirty fiat that's going to go down in value. And we're going to give you $50 in Bitcoin that we hope will appreciate in value. It's easy to do. Go sign up today, badco.in forward slash eToro. And I would like to interview right here, uh, John 
John Smith. John Smith, you signed up for eToro through our link. And did we send you $50 in Bitcoin? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like somebody got John. Yeah, it's me, Peter Brady. You sent me some Bitcoin. It was great. Well, now wait, did we send to a miner? Because I don't know if we're supposed to. <laughs> well, I mine Bitcoin. What the hell? Badco.in forward slash eToro. Go do it while the Bitcoin is still raining down for free. And with that, let's go to the news. And time stamping for 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on the 6th of August in the year of 2020. And the CoinGecko.com, the oracle of the crypto world, says the market cap is currently $364.5 billion. We're almost, almost halfway back to what the market cap was at its all-time high. Um, and it's been a, a slow, a long slog back. But Bitcoin currently $11,819. Ethereum, $395. XRP, the little ripple coin that could. I don't know what it could do, but it's at 30 cents. Tether, 0.996. Bitcoin Cash, 314. Cardano, 14.5 cents. Bitcoin SV, $236. Litecoin knocking at $60 door. Chainlink, $9.60. And the Binance coin rounding out the top 10 at $22.89. And Mr. Travis Wright, I want to point out the number 11 coin is the crypto.com coin, CRO. They are phasing out their MCO token the one that was used to stake to get their uh, the cards that you yeah. and I both have and if you're on the crypto.com app go into the app it'll alert you that you need to swap out your MCO tokens for CRO and um, it'll show you what the ratio is it it's really transparent it happens really quickly once you push the button to swap and then you're done but it needs to be done here pretty quickly I believe in order to swap those tokens because if not, you'll lose your cryptos, which which you're really good at. And <clears throat> mm -hmm. it says right here, MCO, CRO, swap, 88 days left to do that swap. So if you have that app, you're going to want to go ahead and do that. I'm going to go ahead and knock mine out right now. Well, while Here you're doing go. that, I'm going to take a look at the uh, the big losers for the week. The biggest uh, loser is AMPL, Ample Fourth, number 47 in market cap. Have no idea what it is, but it's down 38% this week. Nexo down 21% Elrond, which seems to come up almost every week, either in a big move up or down, down 18%, DX chain down 9%, and, and really mostly a green week, Mr. Travis Wright. Mm, that, that is true. Now, hold on one second. So I'm doing this early, I'm doing the swap. There's a little thing right here that says, if you do this early swap between August 2nd and September 2nd, you get a 20% bonus in your swap. So I have 16 MCOs that I'm converting to 460 uh, crow, but I get 92 additional crow because I'm doing it early. Nice. So you don't have to eat that crow if you don't want to. Mm, not. Yeah. Don't have to do that at all. Boom. And I'm done. So in that, in that quick amount of time, that's how long it took me to do my swappy swap. Hey, Mr. Joe Com, let's get the band back together. The band protocol? The band protocol. Yeah. It was up 101% this past week which is pretty big, a relatively new coin on the market, actually. Total market cap of $160 million, but it's, it's doing over $100 million a day in volume. That's crazy. Bancor Network, that's up 71%. Edgeware, EDG, up 68%. Ocean Protocol, up 66%. Ocean. Red. That's what I thought. 
<laughs> oh shit. Oh shin. Oh. Ren. Ren is up 38%. Kava Labs. Kava is up 39%. They're doing starting to do some pretty big stuff. They're in the DeFi space. Aragon, ANT up 38%. Synthetics up 37%. Zcash up uh, 36%. And Chainlink. Link was up 36% this past week. You know, I think we need to um to delve into Chainlink a little bit more, Travis, because we don't know a whole lot about it. Uh, we know that those that are fans are raving fans, and we also know that there's a lot of FUD out there. And uh -huh. honestly, I don't know the truth, and I think we should explore it and maybe do a Chainlink show. Yeah. Like, let, let's get somebody from Chainlink maybe. and let's get somebody from the other side and not necessarily put them up against each other, but um, interview each of them and package it together. Would you guys like that? Write us at badcryptopodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you want us to do yeah. a Chainlink show. Yeah, I was up for the head of communications at Chainlink. It didn't get the job, so I don't care if we do a show about them or not. You said eat a bag of, eat a bag of <laughs> Yeah, I sold, I sold all my Chainlink when they said no. <laughs> And then it's gone up. So there you go. There's another big win for Travis. <laughs> nice. nice. Well, as we go to our friends at Cointelegraph.com, the most widely read crypto publication in the world, or at least in the English language, uh, Cameron Winkleboss is in the news. He said that this next Bitcoin bull run will be dramatically different. Quote, today there's exponentially more capital, human capital, infrastructure, and high quality projects than in 2017. Not to mention the very real specter of inflation that all fiat regimes face going forward. Buckle up and buy some blockchain heroes cards. Well, he didn't say that last part. He did say buckle up. You know, you think about this, that, that, that it, it's so true, like the amount of money that's been printed right now, the amount of great projects that are here now, as opposed to 2017. And if you go back, Mr. Joel Common, anybody go look on coin, go look on coin gecko, look at the volume of January 2018 during that last bull run and look at the volume we have now. It's like way more volume now than ever before. And so, as he says, there's a, there's a lot more capital in the space. There's a lot more expertise and more humans doing great stuff here. And, I mean, there's some people who are thinking that this bull run right now is going to hit 15,000. Um, that's what the, the, up, the up, upside of this one. And there's other people that are saying that it could go way higher than that. So this could be really, really interesting. Grayscale is one of the companies that has a crypto asset trusts and Barry Silbert is the CEO of Grayscale. He uh, the Grayscale has now reached five point one billion dollars in assets that they manage in their suite of products, which is an all time high. Barry Silbert said in 2013, everybody thought we were crazy for launching a Bitcoin investment fund. Well, look at us now. <laughs> I don't know if he laughs like that, but I would assume that there's some sort of laughter that would take place. How do you like me now? <laughs> Other points in the article, the crypto market infrastructure is improving. Crypto startups are finding relevant use cases. All of this is true. None of this is surprising. None of it. I mean, this is all stuff we saw coming. What we didn't see coming is COVID and the, the rapid um, deployment of dollars into the in fiat currencies into the marketplace and the uh um the decline of the dollar as a result we didn't see covid being the trigger for that as if 
you know, the world economies needed a trigger. It was all on a, a slippery slope anyway. Yeah. And if you listen to that article or the interview that we had with Max Kaiser, he was talking about how not only has the U.S. printed trillions of dollars, but worldwide since COVID, there's been $30 trillion worldwide created, you know, in value, $30, you know, $30 uh, trillion. That includes some euros, some rubles, some yuan, other ones. They've, but there's been $30 trillion worth of value being created. And what does that mean? That means over time, things are going to become very, very expensive because there's more and more dollars in circulation, meaning your dollar is worth less. It's not worthless, but it's worth less than it was. And so that's why more and more money and more value is going to trickle into the crypto space because there's more dollars in existence and there's more there's more of this fake wealth in existence that's going to move over into this digital space. Well, along these lines here, the story on Coindesk, uh, the dollar falls to lowest level in over two years while gold, silver, and Bitcoin continue to shine. In fact, just before we did the show, I opened up the uh, the app that I use to track the gold and silver price. What is gold, that app? You use the Kitco app or what do you use? It's called Gold Tracker. Uh, gold okay. is at an all-time high right now of uh, 2000 well it hit 2070 today it's at 2061 dollars and silver is on a serious move now it's it's a long way from its all-time high of like 50 dollars or so uh before it crashed but it's at 28 and a half dollars right now and if you look at the the charts for 10 years um gold has never been here and silver's all-time high uh was close to it was 48 48 and it happened back in um 2011 right and i think 2010 or 11 yeah sometime in there and so uh, but this move if you would have bought silver during the crash that happened the covid crash a few months ago it fell into the 11 dollar range and it's $28 now. So, you know, it went, when the dollar weakens, then precious metals tend to go up. And I think we've seen a decoupling of the dollar from Bitcoin as well because it continues to move. It's, it's gone up 53% in 2020. And the dollar has gone... Well, that's just because the printer go... I mean, have they stopped printing dollars since since COVID started? I mean, they, they basically these printer printing machines are just going full steam ahead, and you know that's why we're looking at these. Looking at, I, mean, I use the Kitco app. That's the app that I've always used. But when we look at this, uh, we, we look at this thing right here. It's like, yeah, I mean, over two thousand. First time it's ever been over two thousand, Mister Joe Com. We've never. Th these are brand new heights, and we're seeing stuff like twenty one dollars pop during the day for gold for gold a dollar 67 pop for silver like if you're looking at silver even this month it's been like like the last 30 days for silver if they've gone from 18 dollars to 28 dollars that does not happen in the silver market like that never that never happens do you remember the uh rudolph i think it was rudolph the red-nosed reindeer christmas special that had the song in it you know the the claymation one silver and gold Yep. silver and gold yeah yukon cornelius right he was he okay. was mine. that's all i was just thinking of the song silver and gold that well, that's, will, a, that's a famous old school christmas carol yeah it will not be added to what's well, not a carol it was silver, silver and gold is a christmas carol yeah it is 
you wait you as a kid would go out and sing silver and gold from door to door that's one of the songs that's part of the christmas carols yeah it's like that so it didn't originate on that on that particular show but it was a christmas carol silver and gold not stung in that style but it's a he basically did his own rendition but yeah that's a that's a christmas we'll have to revisit that for the uh the christmas special that'll be here before you know it because this year is freaking flying by which is really amazing considering that we haven't gone anywhere you know, it's amazing. <laughs> well, for some, it's maybe dragging on. So I, I know I feel like, wow, it's, but you know what it is, it's because we've been super busy and engaged. We've been making uh, lemonade out of these lemons and, and uh, engaged in creating products and services that, that bring value uh, about, you know, what we just referenced there, the money press is going, Burr. the uh, article here in Cointelegraph, there was a letter to investors of Pantera Capital that came from their CEO, Dan Moorhead. And he said, the United States printed more money in June than in the first two centuries after its founding. Last month, the US budget deficit, 864 billion, was larger than the total debt incurred from 1776 through the end of 1979. That puts things in perspective. U.S. printed more money in one month than in two centuries. Uh, it's just mind-boggling. I, I don't have anything to say to that. Like that, it's like that's insane. Now, is they're saying that this month was the biggest month or ever, or they said they printed more money than they printed collectively over that time? And that sounds really super ridiculous. Yeah, which is maybe why why gold and silver's on the run. Because they know if they're going to keep printing dollars out, then you know what? They did. He said this on, on, on July 29th, and um, they're printing a ridiculous amount of money. I always Unreal. think it's funny when Peter Schiff is quoted in a, uh, a crypto publication because he's so uh, opposed to Bitcoin. But he's quoted here saying that um, uh, well, the U.S. is about to experience one of the greatest inflationary periods in world history. I guess this was a tweet. Any credibility the Fed has left will be lost. Federal Reserve notes soon won't be worth a continental. And for those who don't know, a continental was paper money that at one time in the U.S. was exchanged for treasury bonds at 1% of its face value. So continentals are now, you know, uh, people who collect money and old bills collect it just because, um, you know, it's something that's old and interesting. And uh, the value given to it is as a collectible, not in terms of its, you know, uh, fungibleness in uh, mm -hmm. the marketplace. Well, it says Pantera Capital also said that the simple investment strategy for riding out the pandemic, stay long crypto until schools and daycare open. Until then, the economy won't function and money will be continuously printed. Hmm. And the press goes burr. Goes burr. Uh, I'll tell you who's not a happy camper right now is a teenager that is the uh, the brains be behind the Twitter breach that happened here just a uh, a few weeks ago. Um, this this kid basically is the one who they're saying is the one who who masterminded 
this whole thing on July 31st, the FBI, IRS, U.S. Secret Service, and Florida law enforcement placed a 17-year-old in Tampa, Florida under arrest, accusing him of being the mastermind behind the biggest security and privacy breach in Twitter's history. What I want to know is when they arrested him, was he in his mother's basement? That's what I want to know. He was found in his mother's basement, surrounded by Cheetos and Coca-Cola. (laughs) <laughs> no mountain dew they have yeah, definitely mountain dew is the flavor of of the hacker uh yeah so the 30 felony charges against clark so as he's known only as clark uh in, in including organized fraud communications fraud identity theft hacking and uh, that's some pretty big things clark you're having some pretty big problems uh coming up here clark hopefully it was you know hopefully uh you had fun give him a clark bar that's your <laughs> We have some lovely parting gifts for you. Yeah, it's uh, called Pound Me in the Ass Prison. Oh. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. He's 17. He'll be treated as a minor. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. It, it sounds to me like they're going felonies at him. They're not, they're not, it doesn't look like they're treating him like a minor. The uh, moral of the story is don't hack, don't steal stuff. Like be a good, decent human being and make a living. Uh, the good, decent human being way. Don't be a thief. Don't be a scumball. Pay the price. And that's uh, that's unfortunately what's going to happen. Trying to get a quick hit and then uh, doesn't work out. Clark Barr. More crime. Something that happened back in August 2016 on Bitfinex. Apparently, hackers stole over 120,000 Bitcoin. And yeah. they're still trying to find out who breached the system, who completed 2,072 unauthorized transactions, and they put a bounty out there. Basically, they're saying those who put Bitfinex in contact with the hacker will receive 5% of the total property recovered um, or equivalent funds or assets at current market values. The hackers will receive 25% of the total property recovered. So I guess they're what they're going to reward the hacker. Any new hacker, new ha- hacker, hack the hackers. Hack the hackers. Any payments made to those connecting Bitfinex with the hackers and the hackers themselves will be classified as costs of recovery of the stolen property. I mean, they've been trying to recover this now for four years. So why are they just now offering a reward? That's a really good question. Like, it seems to me, oh, by the way, we had a thing that happened back in 2016. Like, we'd really like to find it out, you guys. Like, normally what happens in these situations, just historically... It's not an outside hacker. There's normally some insider, something going on. And here we are four years later talking about something that was like, oh, yeah, remember that hack we had? Yes. Like, uh, somebody's living high on the hog probably who uh, who had some inside knowledge on that. Yeah. And, and by the way, if you could help us with Mount Gox, that would be great, too. It's <laughs> long right. we're, we're recovering. Um, I'll tell you, the crypto world is definitely an interesting place to live. And uh, thieves are going to thieve. Crooks are going to crook, robbers are going to rob, and only one of those is an actual verb. <laughs> Great stuff. Yeah. Hey, um, there's another piece of news, Mr. Joel Com here, uh, that says there's a there's a project that is refusing to take old world fiat currency payments with their project. What is that? What's that all about? Those, those bastards! How dare they! Know. How dare they? Travis Wright, we made the news last night. We, we did uh, a number of things that were very newsworthy, and we ended up in this Cointelegraph article. By the way, you can find links to this article and all others 
in our show notes. If you go to badco.in forward slash 433, why? Because that's the episode number. Badco.in forward slash 433 will take you to the show notes and you can go read this for yourself. Uh, But we are the subject of this article of those who will not be taking fiat currency as payment for our digital collectible trading card launch that happens this Saturday at 12 noon EST, the blockchain heroes. We're not going to do it. Well, I, I mean, we thought about it. And there were some solutions we could use, but then we said we're blockchain heroes. Mm-hmm. Why would blockchain heroes use paper money and credit cards whenever we could use blockchain right. and much faster, better delivery, better experience? Why wouldn't we do that? Why indeed? And you know, there's so many pitfalls with credit cards. In fact, the last few launches that Wax has done, the Garbage Pail Kids, Shatner. They actually had issues with credit card, people's credit cards being declined. You know, one of your purchases didn't go through. And when you're buying with a cryptocurrency, you don't have that problem. It's fast. It's efficient. You get your product. There's no chargebacks on behalf of the merchant. It's all on blockchain. It's all public. It's all transparent. And we announced this in our uh, best attended community meeting yet if if the attendance at our community meetings and the number of people talking in our telegram or any indication mr travis Wright, our dream of actually making an impact in the blockchain world not just as broadcasters and content creators but as uh, purveyors of a product that brings value to others those dreams are about to come true on saturday all our dreams are about to come true mr joe combs very exciting that the, uh, we had over 150 some odd people in the Zoom last night, uh, including some folks from Tops, yes. and 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 that was that was really cool. We had Mark Seal and Gabby Young, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, from Tops. They're both senior content strategists over there. One does the Marvel, and one does uh, the, the Star Wars and stuff over there with their digital apps. And uh, we had been chatting with them about. You know, different ways to work together, and we all came up with a way to do that. And and we had a crossover from Garbage Pail Kids universe came over to the Blockchain Heroes universe, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, their iconic character, the one most well known in the whole Garbage Pail Kids universe since 1985, is Adam Bomb. And Adam Bomb has been—he's such an iconic character that he's been reimagined for their print cards. A number of times. In fact, you've you know you're a fan of them, and you've ordered some of these print cards of Adam Bomb reimagined as historical characters and such. But what we discovered when speaking with Tobin Lent, their uh, the the manager and VP of digital at Tops, is Tops has not yet done any digital cross promotions or crossovers. And uh, we've built a great relationship with him and the team over there. They really like what we're doing with Blockchain Heroes. And they um, commissioned their artist to hand paint a new variation of Adam Bomb in a what if he fell into the Blockchain Heroes megaverse and his name is Atomic Adam. And instead of his head just exploding as he flies through the air, Travis, it's also coming out his butt. Also coming out about super farts. And so, you know, we told you, we said, hey, you guys might want to join one of these things. You want to get on the mailing list to know about it because there's some cool stuff happening. And you know what? Some people are, some people have messaged and said, oh, we really don't get NFTs. That's kind of, you know, collectibles. That's kids stuff. It's not. 
this is a this is a whole subset of the crypto space that will on its own so many are saying it's going to be a trillion dollar industry and digital collectibles are, are here to stay as and we're really helping pioneer that space we're having so much fun with this and we had such a rabid community uh that we've built so far that have that have joined us and There's so rabbits. many cool people, so much we have, love we have rabbits in our community we do not have rabbits no. no i don't think we have one you said there was rabbits in the community i said there was rabid fans oh rabbits so they need they have rabies and most of them have rabies they need their injections well the <laughs> other thing we did is it, it, with this card is we surprised everybody that was in attendance and ahead of time we worked with our friend jonah at pink network he's the the guy who's developed the atomic hub.io which is uh, one of the locations you'll be able to buy packs of cards if you can get them make sure you have wax in your wallet because that's the only way you're going to be able to buy them um and we we told everybody that we dropped this card into their wallet if you have a garbage pail kids card from either series or a blockchain heroes promotional card issued by the official heroes account we dropped two cards into your wax cloud wallets one of them is a standard common base atomic atom card and the other is one of the variations because we took their artwork and travis made them into uh, uncommon rare epic legendary mythic and golden fury versions and we uh, jonah applied an algorithm that made it so that the system dropped the cards in decreasing rarities less likelihood that you would get one of the super rare ones into everybody's wallet so if you've got one of those cards you might have in your wallet right now a super rare card and not even know it you could be sitting on a golden fury and not even know it you have to go to atomichub.io and look at your inventory to see if you got that and travis the reaction of the community last night was absolutely priceless they they were losing their stuff they were they were they were collectively just couldn't believe it and what was so fun about it was like so tops comes on and was like so when should we drop it and mark goes well what about now and while while that was going on uh, uh, jonah from uh, from atomic hub was already dropping them so people are like, well, I got one of my, I got one of my wallet. And people are going, I don't have mine yet. I don't have my, I don't, oh, I got mine. Like, and then it, it took a while to drop about 3,900, almost 4,000 of those base ones from tops. And then that, then we said, oh, there you go. And everybody was like, wow, that was so awesome. And then we came on and then we just kept doing our show. And then we said, oh, by the way, how about when Adam Bomb comes into our universe, we create these variations, like Joel said, and then we drop them out in various percentages to people. So everybody got two cards, but wait, there was more. Yeah. And then for everybody that was in the zoom, we dropped one more card. So uh, they're, they were ready. Uh, it, it accounts for the highest volume on atomic hub.io um, in heroes.market right now. People are already trading and uh, buying and selling these cards and we haven't even released the official product yet. It happens Saturday at noon Eastern time. We're going to go live um, on our YouTube channel and on Theta at 11.30 a.m. And we're going to be inviting people to come on and join us to open packs uh, so everybody can, you know, get the thrill of, of watching as, as packs are cracked and cards shoot out. Uh, we think that it, the sale is going to go very fast. If you don't know how to open a wax cloud wallet or you don't know how to get wax um tomorrow's nifty show which will be friday 
uh, the 7th, we're going to be going live at 5 p.m. Eastern, and we're going to have Evan Vandenberg from WAX, the Director of Business Development, and we're going to be walking you through how to open a WAX cloud wallet. It takes less than a minute. It's that easy. Mm -hmm. And the different ways that you can get WAX into that wallet so you're ready for the sale. Because if you wait till Saturday morning or you know Saturday at noon, you're probably going to miss it. It's, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I'm looking at the, um, the atomic hub right now. The latest thing that just went on sale was a number four mint atomic Adam, um, golden fury. And it's listed for 41,000 wax, which is about $2,000. Wow. We'll see if somebody buys it. Yeah, we'll see. There's been some big ones purchased already. Like there was some, uh, of the atomic Adam legendary versions that sold for what? 6,000 wax. So about 300 bucks. Yeah, Mr. Travis and I, shall we move on with some other news now? We like to talk about the blockchain heroes all day long because we love the blockchain heroes, but this is not the blockchain heroes show. This is the bad news show. More hacking going on. This story from Cointelegraph. Hackers steal over 1.3 million from European crypto trading platform. The platform is called Together, the number two Together, an unknown group of hackers stole over 1.183 million euros on July 31st. Um, they Did someone say blockchain heroes? Samvan says, no, it was not the heroes, but the heroes are needed right now, right? That the these, these hackers are blockchain zeros. That's true. Right? If you steal, you're a zero. And that that's and this is not the only, you know, uh, we're facing the same problem on YouTube. And we talked about this briefly um, in an interview. Who do we talk to that's getting um, the YouTube videos? They're suing. Oh, it's uh, it's Steve Wozniak, right? Yeah. Well, so hackers are promoting Bitcoin scams by creating um, videos and using them as ads. And the same thing happened to me. Somebody took a video of me interviewing CZ during our virtual blockchain week. And they're like, it says on there, send me a Bitcoin and we'll send you some back. And so they're, I guess hackers are taking over some big YouTube channels just to promote Bitcoin scams. They're either hacking the channels. I don't know if they're buying some of them, but um we don't know if there's a compromise involved here or not like there was with Twitter. We just know that people might be going to look up, you know, something for SpaceX or Elon Musk and ending up with that name for a channel and they're promoting Bitcoin scams on that. So again, blockchain zeros. Blockchain zeros. So a lot of stuff going on. So you got to you got to pay attention even if it's on YouTube or Twitter and somebody says, hey, we're going to give you some Bitcoin and then we're going to double it. Like they're not. They're just going to take your Bitcoin and double theirs. Yeah. If you so, want to see what this looks like, go to our show notes at bagco.in forward slash 433. Look at the story and you could see a screenshot. And it's basically Elon Musk interview from Air Warfare Warfare Symposium about SpaceX Crew Dragon and NASA 2020. 36,000 people watching on live news. And there's this guy talking and on the right side. It says, use the QR code or Bitcoin address to join. If you send point one Bitcoin, you'll receive point two Bitcoin back. If you send point five, you'll receive one Bitcoin back. And it says at the bottom, you can only participate once. Yeah, we'll only steal from you one time. Don't try, don't try to scam us while we're trying to scam you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 
That's so rude of you to try to scam us when we're scamming you. So you can only participate in our scam one time because I, that's great. Yeah. So be aware, folks. You know, you know, I remember, you know, as we talked about the Twitter hack, you know, Bill Gates got hacked. Kim Kardashian got hacked. Barack Obama got hacked. Joe Biden got hacked. A lot. Elon Musk got hacked. CZ got hacked. Tron got hacked. Like so many. And they were, and it's, it sounds legit, but you, if it sounds too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true. Yeah, it is. And uh, if we go to the other side of the world here, Mr. Travis, right from Bitcoin.com, their news site, Putin is signing a law giving cryptocurrency legal status in Russia. This is big deal for regulating digital financial assets. Da new law give legal status to crypto, but prohibit use as means of payment. So crypto can be used as store of value and to send to other people. However, you may not use it for payments. Imagine that. I mean, just like, so the government is saying to the people, uh, you can have it, but you can't use it. Like who? Ah, <laughs> oh, just infuriating. The digital currency cannot be used at the same time to pay for any goods and services. So, but it's legal. So, so KGB says, okay, it's kind of half legal. You can sell, purchase, exchange, and pledge, but you can't use them as a means of payment. And it's such a pain in the ass because, like, there's sometimes where I like uh, my my girlfriend's Russian and she lives lives in Moscow, and so it's like nice sometimes like to help out, but it's like can't accept crypto. So it's like it can't be used for this. It's like it's such a pain in the ass. So you can go to jail basically for buying two pizzas with Bitcoin in Russia. I guess so. Do not buy the pizzas with the Bitcoin. We will lock you up in this. Uh, Speaking of um, heavy handedness, the Chinese Internet has been incredibly censorious. Right. But there are some clever Chinese people that are using blockchain to get the news out. And uh, this this is a great use of blockchain as far as I'm concerned. The Verge has this article. Chinese netizens have turned to blockchain to share a censored news story about faulty vaccines given to small babies. Their efforts to repost an investigative piece about a large vaccine maker were largely thwarted by Internet monitors. But by sticking the story within the metadata of a cryptocurrency transaction, netizens have been able to outsmart the censors. That's pretty cool. Go yeah. Chinese people. Freedom. Yeah, I found I found this story and I believe they connected it to the what the Ethereum blockchain. Mm-hmm. As the in the yeah. Yeah. So they, they went to the Ethereum blockchain. One Ethereum address sent 0.001 Ether, about 47 cents to itself. And about and paid twenty dollars in gas. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah, 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 with gas fees and everything. And since Ethereum is decentralized and, and impossible to edit once it's on there, uh, Beijing monitors were not able to pressure the owners of the network to take it down. So I think crypto is going to start being used in a very unique way by placing messages on these memos on the blockchain to circumvent, as you said, the censorious nature of the CCP. And big tech. Good for them. 
let's uh you know crypto is is for the people uh speaking of ethereum it is on a serious roll mr travis Wright. and uh, this article by joseph young on coin telegraph gives three reasons why the ethereum price has rallied 75 percent to hit a two-year high at 400 actually sitting at 397 as of this uh broadcast but in two weeks it went from 222 dollars to 400. Mm. that is a fast rally well that is but there's been a whole bunch of stuff going on with the DeFi, and we know this because we're the DeFi DoFi. and so there's been so the 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 decentralized finance protocols has been pumping altcoins because but there are various signs it says but They've passed what I saw four billion dollars in total DeFi. I saw I've saw bigger numbers than that. So there's a bunch of big stuff going on. Uh, Ethereum 2.0 is around the corner, and uh, alt season apparently is in bloom. Tis the season. Yeah. Tis the season. What would be speaking nice. of DeFi? Yes. Chainlink has a rival called Band Protocol. And it surged 65% overnight. It's that we talked about it earlier in the show. It's called Band, B-A-N-D. And uh, 65%, they anna- Coinbase announced that they were going to list it. And there was some other stuff going on. But this thing went from $4.8 to $8 within 24 hours. Nice. Is it all hype or is there substance? Who knows? Well, there's a DeFi boom going on. Coinbase listed it. They got a bunch of different partnerships with other DeFi platforms. So there's some good stuff going on. And um, we've, it says this, who, who said this? Uh, Michael Van de Poppe, a full-time trader at the Amsterdam Stock Exchange, said that tokens launched from the Binance Launchpad has generally performed well. We've seen some amazing runs on the IEOs of Binance. Strongest movers are Kava, ERD, and Band. And they all pulled a move of more than 10x recently. And then Pearl also... Uh, P-E-R-L also joined the party with a big breakout. And this person thinks C-E-L-R-1 and B-R-D can still pop as well to join those folks. So, Keeping our eye on the DeFi space. Mr. Travis Wright, I, I don't drink sodas. I don't think you do either, but probably once upon a time you did. Um, if you had to choose between Coke and Pepsi, which is your preference? Well, I would say this is that I love Mexican Coke in a bottle. Mm -hmm. Mexican Coke in a bottle is the old school formula that I would have as a kid. And it's made with sugar. It's not made with the high fructose corn syrup. So so if I go to Chipotle or go to a Mexican place, I'll always get it. So I will drink a soda. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then I I like Mountain Dew, which is a Pepsi product. So I'm I'm really firmly, if it goes Coca-Cola versus Pepsi, I never drink Pepsi. Yeah, me either. I, the whole next generation thing, I never understood that because I was part of that generation while that you know promo was going on, while Michael Jackson's hair was being set on fire. You know, mm-hmm. they were promoting that with <laughs> a, a Coke person, but I don't drink sodas anymore. Uh, not because I don't like sugar, because I love sugar. And it's like that much sugar concentrated in one of those cans. I would rather have a you know chocolate chip cookie or a piece of cake or some ice cream, something with substance than to drink this pile of sugar anyway uh coca-cola bottlers are getting into blockchain right now there's something called kona coke one north america they're a partner of the largest u.s-based coca-cola bottling company they're going to use the baseline protocol to enhance transparency and reduce friction in cross-organization supply chain 
transactions. A lot of details here you can read in this particular article. I think what's just interesting to me in particular is, you know, we talk about um, supply chain being one of the, the really most practical use cases for smart contracts and for blockchain and to see, you know, Fortune 500 companies getting into the realm here. Coke is not alone. There's a long list of companies that are looking at how to apply blockchain tech to supply chain. I mean, it's really, it's it really, it looks like that supply chain is one of the top five blockchain use cases, right? It's like with, uh, with banking and Bitcoin, that type of stuff. DeFi is now showing itself as a really major use case, supply chain. NFTs are another one. There's a bunch of stuff that's popping up. So crypto is not just to disrupt the banking. It's disrupting a whole lot of things. Mm -hmm. Back home here with our government, the newer uh, head of the CFTC, Heath Tarbert, has said that Ether is a commodity, which means Ether-based futures products can enter the market and um, there's actual delivery guidance on it. And he says a large part of the financial system could end up in blockchain format. You know, when people say this, I think they're, they're being reserved. He's got to know that a large part of the financial system will exist in blockchain. How do you how do you stop this, you know, this behemoth? Yeah, well, I don't think that you can. And uh, it, it sounds like, you know, he's starting to embrace it. It's, they're starting to in, in, in some different areas, maybe because they're forced upon them because other countries are going to do it. And if they're not going to do it, then they're going to fall behind and that's not something that people like to do. Mm -hmm. Not at all. I don't want to fall behind. <laughs> Keep up Travis. No child left behind. Ugh. Keep up child Trav. It's okay. It's all right. They're there. Do you want a lollipop or do you want those two scoops of chocolate mint ice cream that we were promised at the start of the show? Yeah. I want, I want, always got to get two scoops. Hey, uh, one final, one final thing, music alley which looks like Musical.ly because it's spelled like Musical.ly, but Musical.ly was a company that got purchased by TikTok, so that's totally different. But we're on the website, musical.ly.com. And um, blockchain music service, Audius, A-U-D-I-U-S, they've raised $3.1 million fund around, uh, round of funding for a service that is described as SoundCloud on the blockchain. Mm. So they launched in public beta, and it was censorship resistant, but I guess there were some problems because people could make unauthorized uploads. And if, you know, you stole somebody's work and uploaded it, make it difficult for the right holders to uh, take them down. But apparently I wrote all those Beatles songs. I uploaded them and making money off all those Beatles songs that I wrote. Which, which one did you write that, Paul? I wrote them all. I wrote Today in the Life and I wrote, you know, Nowhere Man and all of them. Did you wrote Yesterday? I, I did it. We're going to write it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so they are moving forward with a mobile app and getting more funding. Uh, more than 40,000 artists have so far uploaded music to the platform and Dead Mouse. I call it it's Dead Mouse 5, but it looks like Dead Mouse. I guess that's how people refer is the highest. It is called Dead Mouse, isn't it? Yeah. Well, but it it's the S is always a five at the end. Yeah. So it's just it's one of those trendy Thanks. It's so fancy with it. Is it German? It looks like something Germans 
German DJ one. One of the cool things about this is something we've referenced many times in the past is that creators should get real value for the work they're doing. And they're working on a staking system that would provide exactly that. So we're going to be keeping an eye on this service and other creative uses of the blockchainery because we dig that. Yeah, I'm working on a staking system as well. I'm going to cook it up on my barbecue grill. Filet coin. Like, what are you doing? I'm staking. I'm staking right now. Mr. Travis Wright, speaking of doing cool things in the space, the Moby Pay ecosystem continues to move forward. We're grateful that they are sponsors of this show. And if you have not yet claimed your $10 in free MBX tokens, this is your time. MobyPay.io. There's going to be cashback programs on purchases, integrated rewards and payment tokens for all fiat and major cryptos directly to the global retail marketplace it's going to have a great loyalty program mobipay.io check it checky 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 chucky cheese by the way did you see that thing you know in uh in if you go to chucky e. cheese which i haven't been in years because my kids are grown there's that pasquale you know he's like the fictional chef at chucky e. cheese you know mm-hmm. italian chef well chucky e. cheese got really smart and they created an offshoot called pasquale's pizza Sounds like an authentic Italian brand. And so you can actually order Pasquale's pizza, not from Chuck E. Cheese, from Pasquale's. So they okay, actually nice. created a brand around this fictional character. Now, you know, people are, they don't know we're ordering Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Yeah, they're ordering Chuck E. Cheese pizza, which is not the most delicious pizza. No, it's not. It's a Pasquale's. It's a Pasquale's a pizza. It's like a bullshit. It's Travis Wright. We got some new reviews here. James Cord wrote, show rocks. This podcast is very well done, and these guys are fun to listen to. Feels like you're hanging out with your buds, drinking a beer, just shooting the breeze. Keep it up, guys. We appreciate that. That's That's the feel that we wanted for the show is for you guys to just feel like, you know, Hey, we're all, we're all in this together. We're not experts. We're not financial advisors and I don't drink beer, but that's okay. Yeah. And, and I guess this one's for me. This show is bad AF. <laughs> this show is bad, but as in like when you're walking down the street and see a bad bitch, LOL, keep it up guys. So we're, we're a bad bitch. <laughs> Ain't no we have bitch. Nice <laughs> that would be a fun show, right? For for some um somebody some woman to do that's like a real hothead, the crypto bitch. Yeah, right. <laughs> wow. She just rails on shit coins all day. Right. I'm the crypto bitch. We got the crypto chick, put the crypto chick with the crypto bitch and let the two of them host. Oh good God. <laughs> and then you've got the crypto douchebag, you know, that guy over there that everybody hates. Who is yeah, sorry about that. I tried to be less douchey. Touting all the altcoins. Welcome to another episode of the Crypto Douchebag. Today's shit coin is. <laughs> Doesn't he have long hair and like just pop into Zooms and say what it should be? Oh my gosh. Uh, super fun. Well, Travis, we have to end this show right now because we are next off for two interviews this afternoon. Uh, we're going to be interviewed by William Quigley of wax and uh, i know it's going to be recorded i'm going to see if we're able to actually make it go live which by the time you guys hear it it will have already happened um and then we're being interviewed by uh, joe rotes at dragon chain joe rogan we're on the joe rogan show rotes oh dragon chain joe rotes dragon not not rogan chain yeah not Not rogan Rogan. you get to keep your hair if you like your hair you can keep your hair 
Okay. And if you want to lose it, you can. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys. If you want to go submit a humorous or serious review, because we are the show for the crypto serious and the crypto humorous, then you can go to iTunes or anywhere that show reviews are submittable. And uh, this will be, this is our last episode before Blockchain Heroes launches. We'll be back Sunday. But if you can join us for the Nifty Show on Friday, if you hear this in time, join us at nifty.show forward slash YouTube or nifty.show forward slash theta, T-H-E-T-A. We're going to be live at 5 p.m. Eastern, uh, 2 o'clock Pacific, and we're going to be talking all things wax, how to open a free wax wallet in less than 60 seconds, how to acquire wax so that you are ready to participate in this, our most ambitious effort that uh, we have brought to the blockchain space in the three years that we've been doing this show. That is that is true. I mean, we've done some ambitious things like the whole virtual blockchain week was pretty ambitious. But bad coin blockchain thing was pretty ambitious. Yeah, but, but I tell you what, this is this is for where you know, it's really it is. It's, it's we've spent so much blood, sweat and tears on this bad boy. I haven't because we want to deliver delight as much as possible. We're in a world where so much doom and gloom, unhappiness and corruption and anger and division and political hate and everything. And so it's like, you know what? Let's step that all aside and let's let's find some heroes in this place and let's let's beat the centralization centralizers with these decentralizers and make people aware that decentralization is an option. Yeah. So just for the record, um, there has not been any blood on my side in the creation of blockchain heroes. I have not bled. Um, I did sweat a little bit because I came in for from a walk. It was hot outside and I was writing you know, an email. So there was some sweat. I have not cried. Um, I might cry tears of joy though, because uh, in fact, last night, um, very late at night, uh, you know, when you're on a zoom, it saves, if you tell it to the entire chat for the zoom call. And, you know, when we're broadcasting, I don't see the chat. I'm looking at the screen. I'm looking at people we're with, I'm looking at the presentation. I went back and I read the chat and the comments, um, that people posted when we dropped these cards on them my heart was just full of joy. It really was. I was like, oh, this is so satisfying to see making so many people happy. I was just, it was wonderful. Man, so many people happy and it didn't cost them a dime. We gave it to them. It was free. And that's what's so sweet about some of this stuff is it's like, we're not charging for a lot. We're not for the, for the promo cards and the up as we were moving towards on this, like we've just been delivering delight and over delivering and making people happy and now we've gotten to the point where we've got a we've got a huge fan base who loves what it is that we're doing and there's a little bit of mania around it there are people who are so ready to go that you know i think it's going to be a mad rush on to, on, uh, on saturday i just can't wait to see people open packs and the smiles on their faces it's going to be like christmas morning or hot morning which you know i'm jewish you get eight of them I mean, it's not really morning. Kind of do it at night when you light the candles. But uh, I don't know how Kwanzaa's done, but it might be like Kwanzaa morning for you. I don't know how Ramadan is handled or what the gift situation is. But if that's an exciting time, you know, for those who celebrate, uh, you know, if you celebrate Groundhog Day, you wake up every day and it's the same day. If that's exciting to you, it'll be like Groundhog Day. Like St. Patrick's Day, when you're like, I'm going to get so drunk today, it's going to be amazing. What a peak. Like, this is the feeling you have before you, the hangover. It's a good feeling. We appreciate you guys. The best feeling of all is the one when you stay back.
The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. That's good. That's good. It tells us the things we want to know. People say, what I want to know, I want to know, is the gold up, is it down, is the bitcoins up? It's very nice. Is the dollars down? I like to know. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Dude, I, I, thought, I thought you were going to read like some testimonials. <laughs> I didn't know what you were going to do. <laughs> I was like, oh, we got John Smith's got a testimonial. What do you have to say? I think I think I got John Smith's son instead. Of, like, his little, hey, it's his me, John Smith. Daddy, Daddy's not here, but John... <laughs> John's I'm sorry, you've called it and giving you time. I'm John Smith Jr. <laughs> <laughs>